I'm gonna go hunt some beavers, get me some anal glands. Whoa. <laughs> well, and I was wondering about that too, like, uh, like Ooh, who's, who's the one toucher? Who's the one that raises all these beavers and like goes who's in the like, gland massager? Yeah, who's, who's the butthole uh, beaver butthole guy? Like beaver and, butthole expert. And who decided that that was the way to do it? Like, why don't you guys just go put some fucking vanilla in the ground and grow you some know? vanilla? Beans. Yeah, why not just grow some vanilla? Like, that like why we gotta be gross about it? Yeah, whose kink is this? Yeah, oh, like yeah, what the fuck? I really have a fetish for feeding people things they don't know what they're eating. is when people's perception of you, like when you can visibly see the perception of them, mm-hmm. or of you switch. Mm-hmm. Strengths taken to extreme can become a weakness, mm-hmm. but your weakness can also be your strength. Just press foreplay. What is up everyone? Welcome back to Just Press Foreplay, a place where we do our best to provide a space to find your vulnerabilities, express your truth, and in essence, bring together all parts of your logic, creative, and erotic mind. Foreplay isn't just about sex. Foreplay is your key to awareness and presence. The most erogenous zone is the mind, and we are here to explore. Pillow talk and controversy. Last week, we caught you guys up on the huge shifts that have been happening in our life, all of the manifesting, beginning our schooly life, and needing to get the fuck out of the city. Um, We touched on Native American culture just a bit and bringing awareness to sacred land and resources, respecting our women as a direct reflection of how we need to be protecting Mother Earth. So to kick off our new chapter of growth, we are with our good friend Kohei. Welcome to the world of the shadow band. What was your first reaction when you got shadow banned or like? I, well, I don't know if I, I was like, I was, I was kind of like, well, am I really shadow banned or what the heck? Because this is like clearly less views than normal. Like, so it's like, am I tripping? Or maybe just my friends don't like to see my stuff right now because it's Memorial Day weekend. Right? <laughs> and I was like, I everyone's camping this yeah. weekend. So I guess I was like, am I or am I not? And I was kind of in disbelief, I suppose. I was kind of, I think, just yeah, because for me, I never really paid attention to it, and then I was like. Wait a second. How do you have like 50, 60 views and I only have seven on mine? That's not fair. I have more friends than you. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematically, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's nutty. It was, it was weird to me. It's a weird world that we live right now. Right. That in itself. Well, and what, so what were you posting that got you shadow banned? So I was posting about, um, so up in Kamloops, they had a residential school um, that they found a mass grave site, I believe, of like 215 people. This was up in Canada, wasn't it? Yeah, this is BC. And, um, and a lot of, so I'm half native, half Mm. white. And so on my, my native side, my uncles, my, a lot of my family have talked with me about being in residential schools and they won't talk about some stuff. I think I forementioned to you guys in the past of like, if speaking our language, Tewa, um, which my name is Tewa, it means hummingbird in my language. Um, yeah, it's kind of like my resistance just by my existence, just my, my name is like, haha, I we survived. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I'd shared about that and, um, yeah, I, that's, you know, and sometimes I'll share about the, what is it? It's the M I, I'm always mess up on the acronym was M M I W. So it's missing indigenous women yes. um, mm-hmm. stuff. So like I'd shared about the, the children up in Kamloops, the gravesite. 
and it was just because it hit home for mm-hmm. my family yeah. because of um, my family being in some of those boarding schools, me hearing the stories. I don't mm-hmm. get to hear all of them because I know that there's like trauma from that. Mm-hmm. Um, just speaking of the language, I was telling you guys had to put his hand on the end of the desk and I think uh, his hands just smacked by the rulers on like the uh, the lawn or the, the, edge, the, side. the edge side. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's gnarly stuff, you know, so it's. For speaking language or for like not speaking it properly? Or no, what? for speaking just for, just for speaking it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah when, we, too. when we were on Orcas Island, we were really, because I've always known that Native American culture has been very like quieted with the things that happened to them for one and Completely. for two being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's crazy because all this stuff happening in the world and everyone's like got all these huge divisions and it's like, well, if we go back to the very root of it, it started with Native American culture and it mm-hmm. being taken from Native American culture Mm -hmm. and all of that sacred knowledge like just like you said you're getting beat for speaking the language and it's like what's being hidden here Mm -hmm. well i mean like yeah knowledge being suppressed Mm -hmm. in and of itself Uh, often you know and i hear this still to this day i call it ignorance oftentimes it's racism but i'm i'll play the part but it's ignorance there's people that believe that we're savages or that you know one person um told me or they're saying something to me like, well, if you want it back like tribal ways, you better be prepared for the town next to you to come and take all of your things, steal your land and rape your women. I'm like, well, that sounds actually more like colonialism to me. Mm-hmm. I think a big portion of like the suppression is like even in the knowledge and what we hold. Sure, maybe some cultures have taken peyote, but I think that there's a spiritual reason for it. They're not mm-hmm. just abusing peyote. And it's not like all the people you see downtown just practice. shooting up heroin. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's a healing ritual. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have written language. We don't have a written language or a written way, but we share through our stories and our way of speaking and how we talk with each other and how can you share without speaking your language. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge amount of knowledge that not, you know, it's not like we're able to burn the books of Alexandria in our native culture. But when you, you know, I think they were trying to train the Indian out and save the man mm-hmm. with these schools. That's what you're doing. You're oppressing the knowledge and, and suppressing the, the culture. And it's suppressing culture. People. Yeah, it's yeah. In, it is cutting For the a hair. Consumer nation. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about the the way that it's been portrayed, I mean, just look at the movie Pocahontas. They mm-hmm. still put that into your brain as a little kid. Savages, Native Americans are savages, savages right. barely even human. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that's and it's not like it. what? Because you know how to use every essence of the land. You know how to give back. You know how to be a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. how does that make you? It's because mm-hmm. it's it's the Roman Catholic Church that came in and said if you don't use us as your source of God we cannot let you live because you're, you're too connected to source you're too mm-hmm. you're a sovereign being and we can't control you yep or I hear sometimes sacred land oh this is sacred land you know there's little pockets of sacred land but in na- at least in my belief system um in native culture, I would say the land is sacred. All land, all not, land, all land, not bits all and pieces. Mother the Earth land, is sacred. Mother Earth is a living, <laughs> breathing, real thing that takes care of us. Mm-hmm. So the whole portion is sacred, and we are not separate from it. We come from it. We are it, and we'll what, how, it. and mm-hmm. how we take care of it is how we take care of ourselves or vice versa the macro and the micro you see the the comparisons between the two Mm -hmm. your your comparison to them of how we treat our woman is so spot on because i didn't say that mm -hmm. they said that when they were on the islands that's exactly what that was their words they Mm -hmm. said that the way we are 
for one, allowing women to be kidnapped and for two, not being allowed to talk about it. But yeah, all of it is a direct reflection on how we're taking care of Earth. If we're not protecting women, we're not protecting Earth. The mm -hmm. patriarchal system completely reversed. Because if you go back to ancient Egyptian times, it was much more of a matriarchal mm -hmm. system. You'll see in a lot of Egyptian hieroglyphs that the woman is next to the man, holding him and supporting him. And it goes back to that saying of, mm -hmm. behind every great man, there's a great woman, probably mm -hmm. honestly a better woman, because they're there to support them and give them that divine feminine nurturing nature. Like, no, you can go out, you can do you can protect us you can be strong and I'm here to help you be strong mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. have lost complete sight of that in society today mm -hmm. I mean my mom even spoke of it as like well natives are a matriarchal system where like the elders for one are you know up there the women elders are way up there yep and quite frankly, I think it's because they don't have testosterone. They can actually think logically. <laughs> less testosterone as, as us men. But well, especially as they get older and wiser and they've lived life and stuff, they, they can take that breath and be like, okay, well, let's actually think about this. Mm -hmm. Let's not have that emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. There's a beauty in being able to like sit and observe rather than deciding what you need to do right away and just yeah. like actually mm -hmm. seeing, allowing what needs to happen to come to you instead. It's like mm -hmm. us trying to pack the kitchen. <laughs> so she's she was kind of upset the other day because we can't find anything in our kitchen because she was tired the other night and I was like I just want to get this done I want to oh. go do it I want to I want to have it done so I I used my masculine energy and I packed hella shit and I just packed and packed and kind of organized and she went in and was like I can't find anything this I is need to feed the cat I need to mix the food I don't even have a knife <laughs> so why didn't you wait for me we could have done it together I stubbed my toe on a milk crate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah that I mean. Feminine energy is something awesome. I, uh, women are way more beautiful than men. I might have, I might have a little bias in that, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the matriarchal system, it it makes a lot of sense because I mean, and maybe this is again my belief system: women just are not as strong as men, and so, but they are stronger Mentally. than men in a lot of other ways. Yeah, yeah. that in a patriarchal system, of course you have a fucking strong-ass man who then gets loud and controls everything. Of course it's going to be a fucking one-sided thing that just doesn't make any sense. We came as two because yeah. we're good partners. Well, and that's um, where accountability comes in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah holding, holding, holding each other accountable, yeah, accountability. to... Mm -hmm. to see well, a big lack of that in our world right now. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. And, and not just holding each other accountable, but also having the self-discipline to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And when you're not, being able to communicate that and have a conversation around it and find ways that you can hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Radical responsibility. I mean, we're practicing it, I would say, as much as you can to... Um, vote with the dollar vote mm -hmm. with what you're exactly. because like I actually had this huge epiphany I love talking about this one too because it was I was personal training is one of my first jobs or my first works personal training then I moved from there but I was teaching people to be healthy and I was and and I recognized that first like oh man a lot of people in America need some fucking help because we yeah. don't even yeah. like people don't even know that a seed will grow the rest no, of the fuck you we know, think going to the right? doctor is being healthy yeah 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 and, and we won't <laughs> even eat like, and most people eat only processed shit right McDonald's fast so food I, has been I initially recognized that people like dang we need help but then I started to realize like dang earth needs help yeah. yeah and so I was telling people 
people like all of these different things such as like well let, let's get away from synthetic sugars and then it moved into like well i saw something specifically was like the plastics in face washes and yep. things of that mm-hmm. nature were radically messing with the sea life and mm-hmm. things of that nature Immensely. so i remember i was showering and i was using a face wash that used those plastic beads and i was washing and i was thinking to myself if I'm teaching, much like with personal training, if I'm teaching everybody to be healthy, I better be acting that. I better yes. be acting right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm asking everybody, and in, in that process, I was learning like, oh, Earth needs help. Not just humans. Earth needs help. This is bigger than just me. This is bigger than just one person. Macro, right? So I was like, if I'm asking, I better be doing. Mm-hmm. So then I started switch. That, from that mo- moment on, I think that's when I switched out of my deodorant. Mm-hmm. I switched my soaps. I started to pay attention a lot more. Changed how I'm eating. I eat now a lot less meat and a lot less seafood than I ever used to in the Mm -hmm. past, unless I'm, like I told you guys, raising it um, on my own. But it's like, then that's where I started to learn all of like, man, earth needs a lot of help. Um, I forgot what the point of this was, but. And it starts with awareness too, like catching those moments when you're using a product and you're like, holy shit, what about this is good for anything? Yeah. It's it's the story of the boom. And who am I supporting? Am I supporting Earth? Am I supporting creation? Or am I supporting consumption and destruction? Am I complaining about the white man but shopping from the white man? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Or complaining about corporations and then shopping at corporations. Mm -hmm. Amazon and Walmart are my two biggest pet peeves for that because so many people are like, support local, support local, make sure you're supporting local families and shopping local. And then Mm -hmm. they go to Walmart or just buy everything off Amazon. And I'm like, like, do you not understand the hypocrisy of what you've just done? uh On on the face soap. So, like, I I saw when you made that video and you did it on live and that was actually one of the reasons why we were like dude we should talk to Kohei and and do an episode with him because that's why we do all of our product stuff and Mm -hmm. like four years ago um, you guys can get the affiliate link on the website justpressforplay.com but (laughs) through that (laughs) that's so they changed their um, exfoliant four years ago Mm -hmm. because they recognized that and they knew the change was going to be coming up but their scientists always jump the ball on everything they're Mm -hmm. like this is obviously not healthy so it's like when you start out as a vitamin company or purchase one of the, the no that's what happens when you're in com- when you're a company whose intent is to do right by people and by nature well, so exactly. they're constantly evolving they're constantly that's adjusting the, and working with the science that is right now that's why they bought the number one vitamin company and keep it where the land they own the lands around it so no pesticides or herbicide can cross contaminate they mm-hmm. have their but own, it's awareness which, you know? exactly. yeah, which that's how business should be run it should be mm-hmm. a win 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 situation because yeah. everybody wins and you're gonna grow big yep but what we've gotten caught up into is like this consumption and greed of like, how can I make as much as I can with giving as little, which yeah. that's not giving a value. When you give value to people, then then that's where you grow immensely, yeah. way bigger than you could ever because they, people remember and then you get more and then there, there's billions of people. There's always ability to everybody when can think have about it. When you yeah. see a good movie, you're going to go tell three or four friends about that good movie. Mm-hmm. So if you find a company that you like, chances are, and they're doing good things, you're going to go tell people well hey you guys Mm -hmm. I like this company because they're doing this this and that yeah and that word of mouth spreads fast when you're doing something right and you're doing it of pure heart and good intentions and you're just like I just want you I just want to give I just want to make sure this gets out to everybody Mm -hmm. like uh, Rick Simpson with his Rick Simpson oil for marijuana he didn't want to have a patent on it. He didn't want to have any make any money from it. He's like, no, this is information that just needs to be given out to everybody. It needs everybody. to be public It just knowledge. needs to be public so mm-hmm. we can have cures, so we can have healthy people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, I'll try not to say there for respect to the podcast, but the, the name. But like when I was in network marketing, that was what I started to learn of like, oh, it's about 
growing locally, but you'll grow globally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You help individually and you help in the small regards. And this company that I was working with, um, they were doing everything right. They're switching Mm -hmm. their canisters. They're trying to switch to everything all biodegradable, you know, really trying to look, look in all different realms and really being a conscious company Mm -hmm. and not focusing only on the dollar bill because too often in supplement companies, would you ever see like, Oh, they, they start with initially the good intention, but the money always almost always buys out. And then they start putting fillers and then they start making the coating different. Yeah. It's like a terrible drug dealer too. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually they get caught up because there's too much baking soda in their cocaine. Oh, they trust me. They'll keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or it's like, or with, uh, with women, I'll see it is like, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You got great skin. You got great eyes, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, conditioned to put on makeup. And then there's like, then that makeup fucks with the skin and does all this stuff. And then they got to buy something to do much like pharmaceutical companies. Then they got to do something to cover the cover up and cover the pimple and do the fucking thing with the mascara and now you're breaking out because you wore the makeup to cover up the pimple yeah and now now you're now you're this whole big problem and it's like you were beautiful as it was Mm -hmm. and we're seeing it with like lip injections and you know Botox and it's like Southern California is so scary it looks like a giant cloning process because they all have the same lips and the same eyes and the same cheekbones and the same makeup and I'm like Yo, you you're beautiful. You're already good. Look at how great this body is. You'll never be gifted a machine that is ever going to be a self-healing, self-propelling energy runs off of water. Right. Like, come on. You're not going to get something <laughs> that self-repairs and does all of it just like that. Right. You know? Well, and the people who have, like, disabilities and stuff, my thinking about it is, like, you were given that not as, like, a sorry God hates you but mm-hmm. as like there's a message somewhere down the road that you're going to be able to share with someone mm-hmm. through growing through in there. Mm-hmm. there might be but who knows but but, it, but it's you're exactly right it's meant to put you on a path to give back to people and overcome somewhere down the road you know yeah. like you could be someone who's like you know got some sort of lisp and to you it's like the end of the world but you meet someone who like doesn't have a tongue and they're like you know, like mm-hmm. all these strange things when you meet people and, and the way that our stories connect with each other and like help heal each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, just that, like we don't need to go and get surgery to make ourselves perfect. It's mm-hmm. all about like finding the perfection within your imperfections. One of my really great mentors, his name is Wayne Autumn. He actually was a business coach of mine when I was first starting my um, Soma business up in Bellevue. He told me a line that I'm going to share here is, uh, strengths taken to extreme can become a weakness, mm-hmm. but your weakness can also be your strength. Yep. So like your weakness is like for me, my dad left my family when I was five and that created like huge abandonment, abandonment issues, all this stuff. But then I ended up running into him and finding him when I was 22. And that's when I realized like, oh, wait a second. I was a hero the whole time when I was five years old and had to learn how to be a man from five on. That was me being strong, even though I perceived that as, oh, I'm weak. I'm a yeah. baby. I My dad didn't uh, accept me. I'm, I'm nothing. I, whatever, whatever. But that weakness was the same resilience strength, learning, all of that that created my strengths mm-hmm. and turned into a, who you turned, are exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like these weaknesses of our own, it could be maybe it is karmic past lives that but we have to learn something from it. We have yeah. to take it and then we're being able to produce it forward. I mean like uh 
that is our strength and that is what takes us forward and that's also what lifts other people up yep. and, and this is where perspective the, comes into that's so that's the portion much. of life yeah exactly because you can have the perspective like it sounded like you had when you are younger like oh poor me that victim mentality mm-hmm. to coming to realize like wait a second this has prepared me for exactly what I've needed mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. yeah I'm not the victim I'm actually the hero and that yeah. is a big epiphany for people and then then that's where manifestation can come oh I am the hero I can create I am not just um, life isn't just happening to me. I am happening to life. I get to create. Well, and then it goes, I get to create too. I am the creator. Mm-hmm. I am creating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the day and age where we're coming into where people are realizing they're kind of getting away from these books of religion and these these rules and these stipulations to feeling themselves and realizing that we are connected to source. We do come from a creator or the creator, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And we do have these amazing abilities to be able to manifest our own reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it goes into spell work and language and how you talk to yourself and how you talk to people and how you let people talk to yourselves and the company that you keep. And it's all it's all energy mm-hmm. and it's all around us, but you, you awareness. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of it. And then as you become aware of it, you can start to kind of play with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just even sometimes just stopping to think that like the awareness that I'm roughly 70% water and the likelihood of at least one of those molecules already passing through a dinosaur. <laughs> like, right? That's pretty fucking shocking. That's pretty shocking that I'm part dinosaur to some degree if we want to describe it that yeah. way. It's like, it's a pretty magical living that we got going on here. Right. Like, I don't, We're hard to describe matter, it. Yeah. Because energy can't be created or destroyed. There just is energy and it's abundant and it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, at some point there are some particles of you that are from a couple billion years ago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But if my if my um, like if my hose to source is kinked, mm-hmm. then uh, for, be it food, be it be it um, maybe spiritual oppression, maybe it's just oppression in general or whatever it is, my my source to or my yeah my hose to source is kinked. Like then I'm not going to be getting all these crazy amazing thoughts that like help me help other people or whatever it be. But yeah 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 it's 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 that awareness that awareness that like you start to get and then before you know it you have like this really big awareness and it's just like this crazy flow of constant new stuff coming in your right it's it downloads yeah, yeah. it's I, miraculous i will say really. for me psilocybin magic mushrooms have definitely helped with that because it almost quiets your brain and quiets that inside voice so you actually can feel that connection and and it almost does separate you from your ego and yourself so you can step back and be like a second Uh i'm connected to everything oh Mm-hmm. Everything's not as bad as it seems. It's going to be okay. Right? I, I got a heartbeat. I got a breath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing. I got clean, cleanish water to drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to be doing psilocybins or some sort of mushroom sooner or later. Sooner, probably sooner than later. <laughs> I hope to join you on that yeah. journey. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. What an interesting thing the mind is, right? It, it's it really, really strange. Me flashbacks to spending time with my grandma. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have a theory on Alzheimer's, and I think that, like, because the world that we're in is so, like, it pulls you from hobbies. Like you were talking about, like, you don't really know what hobby she likes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. like, your grandma, we knew she liked 
piano and piano puzzles. and so that was her grounding space mm-hmm. you know so it's like it just goes to show how important it is to have a grounding space mm-hmm. for yourself well yeah. alzheimer's is such a new disease like it makes you really wonder about the toxins that are going into our air and our oh, soil God, and our yeah. water and our toothpaste uh-huh. and our deodorant uh-huh. i was researching the heavy metal detox and yeah. they were talking about mental clarity coming back in a huge Massive way, way. Mm-hmm. The, the neurodegeneresis that comes from these metals being in your body is having such a rapid effect on well it gives parasites a place to hide which is the scariest thing because mm-hmm. a parasite will attach itself to the heavy metal mm-hmm. and oh, then it's yeah. basically hiding in there so until you detox from the heavy metals you're going to keep the parasites so yeah. I've, so I, what i've also understood is like uh let's say like heavy metals um is oftentimes um fat soluble mm-hmm. so fat our body uh, usually takes fat cells to kind of be act as like a protector. So it wraps okay. around like these things to protect. And typically I believe in like the liver because it's like our fil- oil filter so- system. Mm-hmm. And from what I've understood is like heavy metals coming into the system can be just protected by these uh, like obesogens. And you can see it around us. Everybody's mm-hmm. super toxic and just like either liver or whatever. But I have a belief that uh, environmental can be a huge factor. I mean, she had some major head traumas when she was younger, mm-hmm. um, but she also ate mostly like meat. Yeah. Mostly meat. And to me, it's like, well, that might be a big factor. Especially right there. not knowing where your meat's coming from and mm-hmm. where the meat has been coming from for the last two, three, four decades. There was a restaurant mm-hmm. I worked at. Whenever I would eat the meat there, I would bleed within like a few days. Mm. Like, I've I'm never had that happen before, that. but I was like, what the, f- where are you guys getting this? Because that's yeah. never happened yeah. before, but it was consistent. Anytime I would eat it, within a few days, I'd be bleeding. Yeah. Man, Alzheimer's is—that's been so weird. Just for I guess the podcast people, I take—I'm a caregiver for Alzheimer's dementia, my aunt, and uh, man, it is like it honestly has shifted my viewpoint on like death. I kind of had a belief because I have a brother who's a drug addict, and when he's in like the biggest portion, like of his when he's been in the biggest portion of his drugs, the shell is there mm-hmm. and act and mannerisms and such, but the person is gone Mm -hmm. it's like the closest thing to being possessed that i can imagine that i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and now with like alzheimer's um what i'm witnessing is it's like i don't think that you guys saw like an example of who she actually is just then but because the person that like right there's times that she it's just her shell yeah but the person that's in there is like wherever they go like almost like somebody in a coma wherever they go there that the soul the consciousness whatever is somewhere else it's like the soul's meditating Mm -hmm. but the body's roaming yeah 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 and just exactly because there's times especially at sundown she's starting to get it now where it's just pure anxiety pure fear and the body is truly only working off of like reactionary like mm-hmm. uh, baseline like um, li- what is that not lizard like but like a basic reptilian brain yeah, yeah. you know kitty cats and oh ke- look at that oh rock climber kitty stealthy cats and keyboards they yeah. love it <laughs> I, know. I don't understand it oh you're trying to get work done let me come lay here yeah <laughs> keys for my body yeah. <laughs> i've got these nails they touch things really well. <laughs> i like the tink tink noise yeah. <laughs> yeah she's a wild one she gets kind of rambunctious she's fun she's a good farm cat for sure 
Speaking of farms, so aside from like that, typically, like, what's it like living on a farm? Because we we live in more of like a city. Well, area. I was gonna ask what were the big differences? Because you came from big city to here, so Holy what were like huge changes? Shit. So like right. the big one was like the most. <laughs> I always joke like, man, like the most amount of like people that I see is all of like the elk that comes through. <laughs> Those are like the most amount of women that I'll ever see because it's like I haven't seen anybody in this pandemic type thing. But it's a. Uh, that was a big one is just, I, I'm a social butterfly. Like I just love just getting out there, whatever. So that was a, that was a big one of like, man, I'm, I literally am not seeing anybody. I'm not here by myself all of the time, yeah. you know? Um, and, and especially with what we were just talking about, my aunt, I got my mm-hmm. aunt here, but it's not like I'm talking with a human. It's, it's the just, same. it's a five minute conversation going over and over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes it's the same conversation yeah. over and over again. So that was one, but, um, man, this is going to sound so super hippie and I'm, I'm, I'm hippie, but I'm not that hippie, I would say. But, like, it kind of goes along with, like, the energy that we were talking about. Like, people can be energy drawers. And when I first learned about that. But when I came here, um, like, I have a fascination with plants now that I did not have. And now I even have, like, a with my own food, like, vegetables and such. I have, like, it's a complete, not even the ones that I'm growing, but just vegetables in general. I have a complete different, like, respect or gratitude or whatever it would be for the plant because I'm almost looking at it in the sense of like each plant has a complete own unique intelligence that it's coming out of the earth and Mm -hmm. giving to you literally giving you some sort of something to sustain you to a bit of you you're getting to borrow parts of that cell part of it to become you and that one was a huge epiphany for me of like the grass, the trees, they're, they're all really, really intelligent. It's like the Earth, super, super the Earth actually gifts you when you take care of it. Well, photosynthesis but more is even, one of the more even so of More even so of, of course, my cat's an animal and they have thoughts and feelings. But, like, plants, and an, plants are as much alive as you and me. Mm-hmm. Maybe even smarter. Like... They can manage and last way longer than us. Oh, yeah. And they will last longer than us, you know? There's a reason the redwoods are so big. Yeah, and (laughs) that was one of the big, like, holy cow. Like, I have a... It's a whole nother respect because it's like... um, you know, like uh, for anybody that's hunted or anything, when you go and you hunt something, it, it's a it's a big emotional thing. Or if you've yeah. ever killed anything, it's an emotional thing, and it is re- you're seeing that there's something big there. And so now, when I like, if I were to cut down a tree, or if I'm taking taking out plants, or even if I'm weeding a weed, I may not want the weed, but I still respect what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not just gonna take it and just you know treat it like shit. I'm gonna at least try to give it to my animals or try to do it to something to where it can actually maybe put in the compost yeah mm-hmm. i'm doing something with it and that leads me to the next one is my trash my trash has gone down like 80 90 percent wow that's like huge. unbelievable yeah. because so like um uh, so we're growing our own food so mm-hmm. that's that's a big portion um my son gave me the challenge like do you think you can eat all of only from the farm for 30 days and i'm like dang that's a cool that's, one but that's yeah, that's yeah. It was, it was yeah. A, yeah it's tough for sure Ooh. but like i was like dang you, that you're my son for sure. <laughs> yeah but i was that's like you yeah. get that from yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like the trash went down um so feeding um growing our own food but like starting to recognize that like oh i don't have to eat all my stuff so there's also respect for my own body too so it's like i'll eat something and i start to recognize that there's i have a good respect for my body i have a good 
physique and fitness and wellness, I would say, but a different respect for my own body because, um, like I can, I can self-regulate a lot better in the sense of like, rather than eat, 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 and then just be like feeling like shit. I respect myself more than that now. And I don't need to feel like shit. And what I can do is take that same thing and give it to the chickens. I can take that same whatever. And then they're going to do something. And it's almost like I'm putting my food in the fridge, but what I'm doing is I'm giving it to the chicken. And later on that my refrigerator quote unquote is going to poop out an egg and I get to have breakfast tomorrow, you know? So it's like this whole different way of like, Whoa, I'm no, longer separate and I'm not like this domesticated thing that needs to be in like perfectly air conditioned room. I'm actually, store yeah, to pick up my food yeah, and... yeah, exactly. I'm actually a part of this thing mm-hmm. and I am a part of earth and I'm also going to go back and yeah. I'm not going to be here for forever. And all of what I am is also going to eventually be used for a dinosaur in the future <laughs> or, a, you know, whatever it is. Like I, compost yeah I, I, yeah I'm, anything so there's like those are probably like the biggest ones opposed from like you know probably a bunch of other ones <laughs> how, how much work is it to actually like be on like a home farm not like a mass producing farm but like your own farm Just how personal. much work is it much actually work. like what is what is the, the discrepancies because i mean people say like oh going to a job is hard work and i work nine hours a day and it's hard but it's work, like imagine like, living in a community community mm-hmm. and you all take care of the land you all have food right you all... hmm. well let me let me put it this way um so like when you first start a business most people say it's like two years before you start to see profit right so I would say similar to that of a farm. So let's say if you're in the city, everywhere that you've seen, let's say like especially Washington because that's where we're at. Like let's say when I go up to Bellevue, you look around, all of that in Bellevue looked like what this currently looks like right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. right? At one point in time, it was just wild. Now Not it's even cement, that long now, ago. Right? So it takes time to get to like certain systems. And I would say like working on a farm, where I'm currently at right now is I'm um, – setting in place my system so like the basic foundational aspects of like uh i'm trying to think of something here where it's like how can i make my chicken coop most efficient to where when they're taking a shit they shit onto something that i don't have to shovel it out and put it into a wheelbarrow to you know all these multiple steps how can they just shit onto a tarp and rather than me have to shovel and do all this stuff i can just take that tarp move it out make it efficient for myself Mm -hmm. it's like making the land work for you yeah so i would say when you are first starting, there's a huge amount of front-loading work. And I, I think that's one of my benefits is I can set systems into place, like, really well once I am into it. And I'm kind of the belief system of when I own something or when I'm running something, I need to do the bullshit stuff, like the janitorial stuff to the CEO stuff. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm not going to know every little inch of my own business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So right now, what I'm doing with the farm, I would say, is I'm, like, setting into place all the systems that will two years or three years or five years down the road for myself is going to be where I can actually step fully away and the farm is pretty much running itself. Mm -hmm. So like from my water retention systems, I want my water up on my hill to catch, have it be in a pond, which has a biodiversity aspect that it'll bring there, which then can take my water down. So I don't have to go fill it up, fill it up from the the barn over there. It's almost like a massive system, but through the soil and stuff. Yeah. 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 And I mean, just use natural resources. I don't want to lift that water up on top of the hill or like pump it out from my, you know, my uh, city water. I would rather the rain just carry it for me and put it where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. It has a benefit of being water for my cows. And then 
uh, if the ducks go in there and shit in it, then that's fertilizer, and I mm-hmm. put it on my garden, and then, you know, so I don't have to do anything. I just turn on the hose, and it happens. Exactly. So it's like, right now, I would say I'm probably, it's a lot of work. Like, I'm up, I'm up early, and I'm to bed late, so I'm like... I mean, today I kind of slept in, but I was up at like seven. Usually I'm up at like six thirty, six o'clock, and then I'm like to bed at like a like yesterday, last night. I I could go all night. Right? Oh, like right. I'm an endurance athlete, and I, that's what I do. But like, um, like last night I I started yesterday. I started at like I would say we'll say seven thirty. I'll start. I started easily because of breakfast or whatever, and then I wasn't done till like eleven. Maybe ten fifty, eleven o'clock. Like that's when I was like, okay, I'm sitting down. I'm fucking done. Rest for right. Take yeah. a shower. Now. Yeah. But so right now it's like a lot of work. Um. But as I get that further, I'm 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 anticipating my work will probably be cut down at least two thirds, if um, not more. Yeah, if, if not, not more. Yeah, eighty percent. Yeah, like my yeah. my ideal situation is maybe being like a winter bird. So it's like all of my fun time in the summertime. And I have a great time doing all this, like taking yeah. care of the, oh, it's, the it's goats so much fun. and learning. There's yeah. so yeah. much to learn. Yeah, but you do get to, you do get to point. It's like any job that you have. It's like okay, I've mastered these concepts. I understand how they work. Now I can put systems in place so they can run on themselves, and I can have time to go learn and do other things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and grow, grow. Exactly. Just, yeah, right now I'm growing tremendously because there's so many things that I'm like learning such as like I don't know like death happens death, mm-hmm. death happens mm-hmm. death happens on a very daily basis mm-hmm. like and it may be and you have sometimes zero control like my favorite duck in the middle of oh. winter um, his name was dark or her name was dark shadow um, I was inside working with Karen and uh, turn around and there's a bald eagle that had like j- taken got on my uh, duck and was eating it right in front of me and I was like well right, there that I go that was my favorite yep, there Aww. that goes and I mean like I ended up like opening the window and the bird flew away but it left my duck so I got all my like uh, feathers from it so it's always oh, like yeah. I think there's this one saying of um, somebody like it's it's like a maybe saying like well like this guy's son got hurt and yes. it's like maybe may, well like oh the, that, the, that's that's really unfortunate maybe the next day the army recruiters yeah, yeah. came by and his it, son was supposed to get drafted but he had broken late so they was like oh you're so lucky your son doesn't have to go to war maybe, maybe. yeah yeah, and there's it's, a whole string of events mm-hmm. where it's like situations aren't bad or good. They just are, and things just happen, and you mm-hmm. adapt and overcome. But it's it's as soon as you have that emotional response of oh this is good, mm-hmm. oh this is bad, you're riding this roller coaster. Yeah, and um, well you're our, putting the materialistic our, too. Yeah, our yeah. coaches from from mm-hmm. our business taught us a lot of that because I was riding emotional roller coasters mm-hmm. up and down of working really hard for two weeks and getting excited because I would get traction and then falling off and then slumping down because now I'm like now I'm not doing anything and you lose like, that momentum. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I had to realize situations and things that happen to me are not bad or good. They they just are, and I can learn from them. I can grow from them, and I can make a decision. And it's not a bad decision or a good decision. It just puts me on this timeline or that timeline. Well, it's funny too because that time period for you was a lot of trying to do what you think you were supposed to be doing, not doing what you were trying to find for yourself to be true. Yeah, and so I think you're running into a lot of like brick walls because of that too. A lot of dualism mm-hmm. and separation like almost, almost caused like a version like a very minor version of split personality disorder in mm-hmm. a sense because it's like what do I know in my heart to be true of what I'm supposed to be doing versus what society tells me I should be doing and it's like yeah. where, where's that boundary where's that line how do you decipher Yeah. and it's how you do that shadow work and go and how do you be it. kind to yourself in the process of learning you oh, know. That's the hardest uh-huh. part. I am my worst enemy in that sense. I'm, yeah. I'm really mean to myself sometimes and I've had to learn to not be and be like Pat it's okay, dude. It's all right. It's a moment in time. I have it's to like pass. remind him who's who's mad at you for that. Mm-hmm. 
I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The duality of self, right? Yeah. It's exactly. super weird. It's like I have like a good quote unquote, like let's say a light me and a dark me. It's yeah. like, of course I have a dark me. Like, of course there's shadow work that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course there's a shadow because there's a fucking sun. None of right. course there is. <laughs> it's only bad when you're scared of it. Yeah. None of us are fully yeah. enlightened. Yeah, we yeah. haven't ascended. Yeah. Like, geez, oh, peace. And I mean, that duality. So, um, I'm only I'm super new With like astrology I get it It makes sense to me Because right. we're made of water Tides Let's just talk Let's just say that Right But like I'm uh, So my son I'm barely learning So hold with me My son is Aquarius My moon is a Scorpio And then my rising I think is a Gemini So like some people Are like that Gemini Is like two-faced I'm like well Yeah Like I'm I'm not the same way With like my grandma As I am with like a girlfriend like mm-hmm. come on like I'm maybe I still love them yeah you know I still love the two but I don't I'm not the same yeah. <laughs> like I'm certainly not the same and it's like of course we have two different per- like a work personality uh, although with work that's the w- big one like I used to have a one face and, and a me face right especially when I was like a personal trainer of like yeah I fucking I love to party sometimes <laughs> but when I was a personal trainer I was like I felt like almost this guilt right because I was like I can't I gotta be like perfect and like fitness because that's what fitness example. yeah right. exactly right but it's like this duality the only person that's creating the problem with is me yeah. <laughs> like I can go party why am I yeah. getting in my way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well we had that issue with our podcast a little bit because with all the things in politics you know we're like oh, shit is this a no talk zone is this a no talk zone like but at the end of the day we're like you know what? We're passionate about freedom. We're patriots. So it's going to come up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd rather just... have it be on there and recorded. And then if it does happen, then it's like, okay, cool. And we were aware of what's going on. You know, and fucking the fucking politics. Like, it's okay for us to disagree. Exactly. You know, like, in fact, I kind of like it when I, you know, I, I bring you up. something new. Yeah, I bring something up that I think that maybe I have a hold on. And mm-hmm. then I kind of sometimes hope that people Prove me wrong because yeah. then it's a, a whole nother perspective that I can start to move into yep. of like, or, or not even prove me because I don't think people need to prove, but like shed a new perspective. A new well, yeah. and let's have pattern. the discussion. Yeah. Like there's obviously a conversation here. So yeah. let's, let's talk about it. I'm not Jesus. I can't see everything. Like <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm only human. I'm going to make mistakes. Big fucking deal that I made mistakes. And mm-hmm. that, that's the only way they got me to any sort of mastery that I've ever created in my life is by making a fuckload of mistakes yep. and being totally okay with doing it and just keep on going with them adapting but like, and changing yeah. but the ability to hear learn listen and adapt and change yeah man people are scared shitless of changing and, and yep. I, yeah it's know. the unknown everyone's just really scared of things they don't understand and so yeah. it's like if I don't understand it I don't want to hear about it I don't want to know about it it doesn't exist well especially yeah. once you do get into that sea of comfort it is a really warm nice blanket that's hard to get mm-hmm. out it's hard to start pushing yourself out of that zone if you're not used to it because it is weird it is uncomfortable you are going to fail and our society perpetuates so much in today that it, it's be comfortable yeah. work your 9 to 5 job get a yeah. good pension invest in your 401k Retirement will take care of you, and it's like security or anxiety. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it's like so you'll have security or freedom, and I'm like, well, I'd rather have my freedom and face the unknown than mm-hmm. have security and be this lifeless animatronic slave almost. Comfort Island is scary to sail away from until you get away and you look back and you realize that all of those foods that you were eating had yellow 4D in them mm-hmm. and sucralose and 
just a bunch of fucking flavoring. bullshit mm-hmm. beaver secretions, be- beaver anal secretions in your vanilla Yeah, it flavoring. tastes like vanilla if you yeah. guys didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> all of this, you get away from Comfort <laughs> Island and you... You didn't know that? No. That's usually what natural flavoring is. Or yeah, I vanilla vanilla flavoring. It like parts of like human and stuff. No, vanilla flavoring, I think, comes from anal, beaver, it anal does. secretions. Oh, yeah, no, it I'm does. I'm just going to make my own vanilla flavoring from now on, get that vanilla bean. Oh, I thought you were like. Oh, I'm gonna go hunt some beavers, get <laughs> me some anal glands. Whoa! Okay. Well, and I was wondering about that too. Like, uh, like Ooh, who's, who's the butt toucher? Who's the one that raises all these beavers and like goes who's and the like gland massager? Yeah. Who's the who's the butthole uh, beaver butthole guy? Like beaver butthole expert. And who decided that that was the way to do it? Like, why don't you guys just go put some fucking vanilla in the ground and grow you some know? vanilla? Beans. Yeah. Why not just grow some vanilla? Like, like why do we gotta be of... gross about it? Yeah. Whose kink is this? Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. What the fuck? I really have a fetish for feeding people things they don't know what they're eating. No, oh, I bet you. Yeah. <laughs> Says Bill Gates. Jesus. Well, it was yeah. like when you went to Colorado and they they wanted to give you some Colorado oh, oysters. Oh, dude. Okay, so we're oh. in we're in Colorado Springs and this poor Where's the water around here? Dude, right? This girl was training and you could tell that the servers were like giving her a hard time and so she they were being really rude to her and then my aunt was like a little bit um you know how some people you go to eat with and you're like why are you giving them a hard time like be nice it's a server i've done this job before like be nice yeah, and so right well because my oh, aunt yeah. asked what dressing she had and the girl was like um let me go check and then so my aunt was talking shit so then when she came back she told us the dressings and i was like is it your first day and she goes yeah my first day ever and they already made me eat rocky mountain oysters and blah blah blah, blah. and i'm just like oh my god you poor thing <laughs> I'm like, did you know what they were? No, yeah. I didn't. You know what? Now you do. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, something that I feel like maybe, <laughs> this sounds funny, but like if, if our schooling could teach that or like if our schooling put all kids into the service industry, our world would be so much so better. You get out of high school and the first thing you do is a you year have of to go, yeah, you have to So much respect. Then two yeah. years of military for then self-discipline and I then think, you can go out and do your yeah, own thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. respect. Respect in and of itself would come out and then people would have respect for other cultures. People yes. would have respect for other people. Disability, dis- well, on, disabled on people. That, like you're, you're also learning to serve other people. Like It's called servers for a Which is reason. such a lost yeah. Art. Well, it, it is, mm-hmm. especially, especially when you go to other cultures like India, where you're you're a servant. You're not a server. You're a servant, mm-hmm. and that there's that, a difference. That little bit of semantic difference makes a huge difference. Well, and some people do come into the restaurant treating people with the mentality of you're a servant, mm-hmm. right? Not you know the mm-hmm. person taking Which, care of yes, me. Yes, we are. But you, like Kohei said, you need to just establish that respect, mm-hmm. regardless of which side you're on. Well, and I will say that being a servant is actually how to become successful because a lot of people are trained in this like nine to five mentality that you know you got to work for somebody else i mean technically you're a servant but when you're a boss you're way more of a servant because if you want your team to make money you better be serving them to make sure that they've got the easiest path to make money otherwise you're getting affected yeah you'll have no team yeah you need to know when to lead and you also need to know when to follow yeah and so you need to know like how to be a servant how do you serve how do you give and if you don't know how to give you sure as shit are not going to know how to receive exactly you know yep and especially with that with bosses too like they have to learn to oh where was i going to go with this they have to learn to um 
do those grunt jobs and do those hard things that happens in the shadows and happens in the backgrounds and learn that servitude so that when they do get up there, they have that humble respect and remember what it's like because then you learn more to uplift and encourage people and you're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 it's okay. I've been here. I've done this. Mm-hmm. You can do it too. I see it in you. And then that respect. person has pride in the, mm-hmm. in the place they're working for because they're like, shit, you care about this place. You literally mm-hmm. started it from the bottom. I want to be a part of this. That's yeah. how I feel it at the, the, the restaurant that I, the pub, because mm-hmm. the owners are phenomenal. They're in there, they get their hands dirty, but they don't micromanage, they leave us alone. Mm-hmm. If we smoke a little weed, they really don't care that much as long as we're functional and able to yeah. do our jobs. Having fun, yeah. Yeah, but it's like you can tell that they at one point were in the restaurant being the servers. I almost feel like that's the, the difference between being like a owner of a small business and being someone who manages a corporation. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have any connection oftentimes when you're like a big corporation. It's just, there's just a bunch of ants kind of running around doing yeah. the bidding and, and you're, you're like oh you want to talk back I'll hire another yeah like well there's about a hundred more of you that are you like are you know and then yeah. everyone working there is like mm, my job's replaceable too yeah oh, the turnover rate's here high I probably shouldn't stay here very yeah. long there's something wrong with this yeah yeah, yeah. man oh man and then I you mean, get to that corporation where they've had the team of people where they're for like 15 20 years and they're like okay you're doing something right I want to be here those are usually small businesses not corporations but every once in a while you'll find a team within the corporation like a yeah. branch of a corporation yeah. Yeah, that has yeah. a really strong team and you're like okay there's something different happening over here it's usually that they have like an influential leader or someone who is a servant leader someone mm-hmm. who knows how to lead and follow mm-hmm. but I mean it's okay for people to be in those big corporations too because there's there's people for everything you yeah. know mm-hmm. yep. and maybe eventually we'll have robots to do it I, I hope but oh, like there will for, for yeah. medial tasks and things that we really don't need people to be doing absolutely yeah I mean just look at the ways that we could potentially truly be sanitizing our world instead of hiring janitors and stuff going and spraying things with uv light and using like light and these other ways that we can actually disinfect that take way less time or not nearly as gross even with the compost toilet well that's learning about that like we don't need these giant septic systems that are going through our earth right when we can have these small systems that work on a small scale that That create soil any maintenance at all self-sustainability exactly Mm -hmm. yeah there's like so much relying upon other people. And I mean, that's almost like the patriarchal system. I got to rely on daddy, you know, right. like mm-hmm. daddy's my, that daddy's my everything. He's my security. Like, no, or I could be, you know, like self-sufficient and yeah. self-reliant to be a part of this. How do I be? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was really lucky when I was younger because we grew up in the middle of the grapevines. So we had like a persimmon tree, we had mm. orange trees, I can't wait to have lemon trees, tree. we had like watermelon, everything. Mm. It was really cool. And then we had the chickens and the um, and the turkeys and everything. So like, I got to see what it's like. And like that was when we were doing well. But that's also to some people that could have also been like a totally. poor version of life, yeah. you know? Because like there was an abandoned house on our property uh-huh. and all of this, but. I don't know, like getting to see all of that and be a part of that and then seeing how people operate in the city. I'm like, I feel Uh blessed to have been able to grow up that way because you see things you don't always see and you're aware of things, you know, that Mm -hmm. in a fast paced world you miss. Totally. You miss. And like moving up here, the connections that I've made, like I had great friends in California. I have a hard time finding friends up here because people are just fast. Mm -hmm. They're just fast and there's not deep connections. And if you're not drinking, what do you guys really relate on? Right. Right. Boy. Yeah. That's, that's something like moving out onto a farm. I, that's a weird thing for me is when people's perception of you, like when you can visibly see the perception of 
them mm-hmm. or of you switch. Mm-hmm. Like it's also kind of one of my favorites too because it's like I I don't always let people know that I've I'm that I've been well off or that I am well off or anything or that I've ever even owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So when I was like bartending at times, you know, people that I would work with or things would happen where <clears throat> people would treat me one way. And then they'd learn like, oh wait, he's not only been a bartender or a servant or a server, right? Server all of his life. He's actually done vast other things and you can visibly see a shift in somebody. You're like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. you're not being genuine here. I've That's, noticed it you know? so many times because yeah. I get misjudged a lot because I do tend to have more of a naive kind of childlike manner. Mm-hmm. And so then sometimes I'll get in an actual serious conversation with someone about, about something, whether it's politics or something in science or something that I've studied on my mm-hmm. own that I know about. And there, you can just, you watch that change of the shift. They almost like lean back and are like, did I just teleport to another mm-hmm. person? Like, yeah. And it's, it's crazy because especially up here in Bellevue in Seattle I notice it because we do live in the hub of tech and judgmental district mm-hmm. yeah and it's like until you actually tell people actually hear you speak you can see it on their faces and I love watching that change because mm-hmm. you're like gotcha yeah. mm-hmm. now you're gonna go reassess your life and your ego is gonna dissolve a little bit yeah <laughs> that the ego dissolving is like kind of like my like yes I did it yeah like, so when I was living in Clyde Hill uh, that was one thing when I first moved in there I was moving in, had like no shirt on, hat backwards. I probably just looked like a young meathead. (laughs) Whatever, like an idiot. I get it. Had my long hair and all that stuff. So I looked like a beach bum, bro, (laughs) meathead, whatever. And so like I'm moving stuff in. I get a knock on the door and I go up and neighbors were super awesome people. Totally. Don't get me wrong. But they like had like a pie or cookies or something real sweet. And they're like, hey, um, is your is your mom or dad home? I was like. Actually, this is my place. I'm daddy. Me. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's asking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, like there goes the town. But that's totally it. It's like when you see that like shift in people, or like people are like, oh, Kohei moved to like the country. He's way out in the middle of nowhere. And then like, wait, he's on like 30 acres. Like, oh my, what the like, heck? Like, wait, what? Yeah. There's yeah. like a shift. Oh, it's only 35 minutes away from us. What? Yeah. There's like a huge shift from people, and they're. It's it's weird, but it's also something, um, like I've had to protect myself from. Like I've oh, had yeah. to like learn how to protect myself from, uh, like especially in like the dating world, which mm-hmm. is like unfortunate. But it's it's something especially that, in this area. Yeah, like I've certainly had to like be aware and conscious of it. Of like, oh, there's like, uh, there's there's people out there that that that's their focus and those that's their values and that's fine that there's that's those values but they don't coincide with mine yeah we we have a friend who um has been getting back in the dating world too and he has been struggling with it too because he's done his research and he's he's he understands why masks are bad for people and how you shouldn't be wearing them but he's looking for females and so for him it's kind of nice because it's that immediate classification project was like oh you're wearing a mask I'm not even interested Mm -hmm. but he's had so much trouble finding people that he can now relate to especially girls Mm -hmm. especially in this area because they form these cliques and they're not willing to expand outside these cliques and they're not willing to learn new things and And it's like anytime a subject's brought up that's outside that click of understanding mm-hmm. it's literally like you get a stone Shunned. wall yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean like you can even see it with traveling with a lot of people some people will travel and they're like they're just appalled when they find out that like for me when i travel i'll either camp or i'll stay at hostels or i'll like cycle mm-hmm. or you know like i travel real different than most people and some people 
you know, like their only way of getting off, I call it the plateau, this plateau up here. Mm -hmm. The only way they'll get off is if they go to like some sort of inclusive Mexico or inclusive right. whatever resort. So they're not actually like getting to be involved in the culture. They're You're in the just tour in a right different now. home in a different environment. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, or, or like the camping people that have like these trailers. It's like, okay, I get having a trailer and stuff, but a mansion that you're pulling behind your big ass truck, like, hold on, that's not camping anymore. You never you just, left home. You just took a hundred fifty thousand dollar home and just dragged it around with you. That's, yeah, you're now not camping. It's a very different scenario here. Yeah, you're not going to the great outdoors. You're going to the outside, kinda, with your big one hundred fifty thousand. You got yourself house. You're going a view. To the lake outside the outside the city. Yeah, now. all you did yeah. was park in front of a view. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you get to see like, man, like people are so like scared to get out of their own comfort zone. Mm -hmm. like, back to that comfort blanket. Yeah, like, damn, Comfort Island is way too comfortable for you. You are a domesticated little bitch-ass dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, you are not a wolf anymore. Yeah. Like, you are now a little fucking You can't even go without taking Yorkie. your private well, poop I, in the morning I in your nice bathroom. Yeah. Because you my mom... <laughs> go poop in a hole, okay? Right? Dude, my mom's such a bulldog, because having my sister and I, like, she just... You know, there would be times where we didn't have places to live. We'd be living with her friends or whatever, but she never made it feel that way, you know? So we have that survival instinct of, like, adapting mm -hmm. but not playing victim, I guess, because my mm -hmm. mom never played victim. It was mm -hmm. always just, like... I, I definitely you know. got hindered moving in with my dad because my mom was very self-sufficient, very much like, no, we're going to go camping for a week and we're going to go live in the woods and it's going to be fun. To then living with my dad, who pristine home, built his own home. We lived in North Carolina. We had a maid come twice a week. My stepmom cleaned the house every day. We know Why do you need a maid if she cleans the house every I day? I asked my dad the same question. Dust. <laughs> Built-in vacuum to the, to the, like a whole vacuum system throughout yeah. the house my and goodness. stuff. Um, people who come trim our lawns and stuff and it's like no time in nature and it like it really it did weaken me it did mm -hmm. give me these creature comforts like in high school because we moved to North Carolina from California we were able to build our own home I basically had a two bedroom apartment to myself in that home because mm -hmm. I had the entire upstairs I had my room my own walk-in closet, my own walk-in bathroom with a really nice stand-up, like, huge shower. Mm -hmm. um, and I had my own bonus room with a pool table that's converted into a ping-pong table, a 42-inch flat screen, a guitar, mm -hmm. a piano. And then it's like I come out here and I and my first four or five months living out here, I lived in a truck. And it's like, yeah. and it was, it was such a trip to come back to. I mean, I still had family that I stayed with in places to shower. But it's crazy to realize what you need and what you don't need when you're yeah. shifted to the truck, right? And now mm -hmm. it's transitioning back into a school bus again. I'm like, oh, that's right. I really don't need all that much mm -hmm. stuff. When I'm we're sitting. packing, I'm constantly like, Pat, do you really need all those shoes? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I really don't. I've become mm -hmm. so accustomed to like, to the point where like, I almost like have anxiety over what I'm going to wear each mm -hmm. day because I have too many options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's and like I'm, that 3D materialistic need is yeah. like shed it exactly shed when, it. Mo honestly I'd be most happy to in skate shoes and a pair of overalls uh -huh. yeah mine are uh, my little flip flops and shorts and that's probably where I'm good at right <laughs> like, if I have to wear this. a shirt I'll wear it but I'm not a, I'm not a fan especially being out here mm -hmm. why yeah. right? why would you yeah I mean I got yeah. nice nipples. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Free the nipple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Which is such a great movement. I think. <laughs> really Clearly, is. I have a bias to right? that. But like, I think we yeah. all do. Yeah. But, but Since I mean, quarantine, I'm like, what the fuck? Why did I ever wear wired bras? Like, what is this? Yeah. Granted, I'm not super endowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, I just think it's funny because. I don't. I think that's some of the reasons why I've done. I've done some crazy shit in my life. Like, uh, like when I my last one, uh, my last big one, and I hope to do plenty more of these. Um, but sight when I cycled the coast, like, I love it because just even getting out into the elements, like you just realize how much control you don't have. Yeah, it doesn't matter because Mother Earth can just fucking whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. No problem. You can you check know? the weather for a week in advance. It's still going to rain on one of those days, and you're not going to be prepared you for can it. Prep, you know, or or you know, like so. I for my trip, I did 17. So, so from Bellevue to Las Vegas in 17 days, and so I went to coast via the coastline. So I got as quickly to the Washington coast as I could. I think I went to like Shelton or something like that. Um, and I got to the coast, and it's like no rain, no rain, nothing, all perfect, prime, like prime until I got to the Golden Gate. Then I went east, and I started going um, like through Liver, I think it's called Livermore, and then towards Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like I plan, 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 plan. Like I was like, I got this in the bag. By the time I got to uh, San Francisco, I was like, yeah, like this cake, I got oh, no problem. So I started going east. Didn't consi- didn't in my planning didn't think about like oh it's gonna get hotter as you start going to Death Valley you know like <laughs> like I, I you know of course it is right there's some massive climate change yeah that happened and so what I was thinking to myself is like oh I'm still gonna just cycle from but like, the breeze from my speed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh I'm just gonna keep cycling from like I think I started from like six to six so it's like my I'd give myself like a I think it took me like a lot less than twelve hours but I'd give myself six to six or whatever from like um, all down the coast and it was smooth sailing cakewalk like I was having a fucking blast <laughs> I go east and um, first thing I start getting heat stroke when I get like to Chinese camp California and that was like it's like oh my god like it doesn't matter how much you plan you're still gonna run into bullshit like mm-hmm. when I, I came in, it came into Death Valley I thought it was one valley no it's two big 6,000 foot climbs that you gotta do like oh, oh shit. shit it's like my mom and Martin doing the, the Mexico border with my uncle oh god yeah and then like and then in Death Valley it's like you know, it's a desert, so you like. I'm like, okay, I'll just have to muscle through some hot right. ass fucking bullshit. No, I had to change my time. I left from like 1 a.m. to like 10 a.m. and then I would be like, then it would be like, not bicycling in the middle of the day tonight. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'd be cycling in the middle of the night, no clothes on, basically, right. in 98, 98 <laughs> degrees, if not more. Yeah, but then like on top of that, that you can plan for everything and not you can get the worst, such as like a headwind when I thought that I was like through all the bullshit and all the like. Death Valley climbs and the whatever, whatever, headwind the whole way through, and then like I take a ninety degree turn thinking I'm out of it, and then wind shifts. shifts. You know, you can't plan yeah. for stuff. But then on the other hand, the stuff that you can't plan for can sometimes be beautiful. Like yes. I planned um, to go that the time that I did, I had no idea, but there's like a uh, there's a meteor shower that goes through Death Valley oh, yes. that I happened to be going through the valley. At the same night as the meteor yeah. shower, and you had no idea. I had zero. That's so, amazing. And then you just look up and you're it like, like, "Holy shit, this is beautiful." It was like it almost makes me cry thinking about it. But it was like to, I was going east, so I believe sunset 
was in front of me or sunrise was in front of me um i think like the wow. the shooting the shower was coming from the must have been the south i think the south um and then like milky way was above me and it's like there's no light pollution so it was the easiest thing mm-hmm. to see and it was like perfect so i didn't have to have my headlamp i could see my road the whole way th- it was so wow. beautiful so it's like the unplanned things can sometimes be the most beautiful that's what makes far. it all worth it mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, I'm definitely ex- excited for that on our schooly adventure because there's so many things we can plan for and places we want to go. But there's gonna, it's it's really about the journey and all those little moments that just randomly happen that you don't expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're you're right. There there is a positive and negative side. My mom and stepdad went on a hike. They were gonna go um, along the Mexican border because um, my uncle wanted to see kind of what was going on with there and what it was like. And they thought it was gonna be more of like kind of you know little hills and a little slopey. And then mm-hmm. my uncle was like, "Well, I don't want to stay on the trail. I want to stay along the border." And so it ended up being these massive hills and peaks. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just my mom was not prepared for it at yeah. all. And it's just like it. Well, what like could have been the most you know? Yeah, so. what could have been the most beautiful, relaxing, like nice time to enjoy with family? Still a little bit hard. Still hiking. Still out in the boonies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turn into just the trip from hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can definitely. Yeah, I can understand. Hills, man, they'll whip your ass. Oh my gosh! Just walking in downtown Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> get down to Pike Place and then you want to go smoke on the waterfront and then you look back up and you're you like, buy a pair of shoes and two damn. months later you're like why are these ruined already mm-hmm. yeah no souls left yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a metaphor for Seattle isn't it <laughs> no souls left no souls oh, left I don't know I, I think California with their big exodus right now is probably there must be no more souls left down there everybody's like I'm out of here oh, it's so stupid too because they're going to other states and then voting the same way they voted before and it's like <laughs> how do we make changes in life <laughs> uh, stop tainting yeah. other states hopefully it'll all be dispersed so and maybe they're equal it, it equal will stuff. I mean Newsom is already in the process of getting recalled his whole family oligarchy that's controlling California is going to get disrupted I've already started actually seeing people starting to want to recall Inslee up here mm-hmm. uh, I think there's going to be a massive political shift and I think it's not going to be red and blue states anymore I think it's finally going to be a united nation of like hey what's best for our nation and then on the smaller level for states, what's best for our state that's actually good and actually getting the real information out to everybody so everybody can make those informed decisions so you don't have these political games that we're playing. Let's hope technology can catch up with what the dumb shit bullshit's going on. I don't it's it's funny because politics I don't feel like I ever have like enough but on enough like enough knowledge to be able to say anything. But then on the other hand I'm like, man, I need to be like the mayor of this town and like become president. But that's right. kind of the beauty of it is you like, need yeah. the simplicity because because all of these people who are doing shitty, corrupt things have overcomplicated everything mm-hmm. and there's no accountability and they can't go back to being simplistic because they've dirtied everything. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, created the system. But, but through simplicity, you have accountability. That's good. okay. <laughs> You'll have to edit. I'm a pro at editing. Yeah, she's just got to deal with me. Our first, like, two months of Wendy recording together was a nightmare. It got to a point where she would just edit as we go. Uh. Yeah, I was like, you're going to stay here and watch this process so you know what I deal with. Yeah, yeah editing's hard stuff, I think. I it was like a hard learning curve. I cried for, like, two weeks. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard. Because, yeah. like, it's funny because I think with technology, at least with me, it's like I'll do something and I have, like, this idea 
and then like I get like super close and then I'm like okay one final like little touch and it just fucks the whole thing up yeah. right. dude what dude, just happened dude no where's no, the undo no, no, no. just the slight undo <laughs> yeah like just kind of undo that but not the whole undo yeah <laughs> like, geez <laughs> then you go to try to fix it it just makes it worse like well I should have just not done that little yeah. little thing yep that's funny that's 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 technology for right. me though yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> macro and micro. I'm like, shit, well, now this is a podcast about pillow talk and controversy then, because uh, we can't help but slip it in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because I've always considered doing like a podcast, especially when I was bartending. Um, uh, and I would talk about doing, uh, we'd call it that. Yes, that's a that would be, that really would be so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like the fucking shit that you see being a bartender, Bro. Mm-hmm. you see it all. You, you do see everything. Yeah. Because people forget that you're there and they don't think that you're yeah. working. Yeah. And like, and you you see rich to poor to crazy to sane to yep. you know whatever. To and you and you feed them a. This is who you are before you're drinking. Yeah. And this you is feed them a, a mind okay. altering drug classes. that like radically changes everything. And I feel like some sometimes gets a lot of truths out yeah you know 100 and it's just wild to see and yep. the stuff the stories that like we've that i've seen like oh my god like i miss cow. i miss hanging out with yeah, i miss bartending time. and just being like not not what's happening now with people wearing their masks in the bar and like people mm-hmm. can't sit up at the bar yeah, that's not social supposed to be yeah yeah the socialization I mean, aspect of it. it was just so much fun and you see so many different walks mm-hmm. of life and you and just so everyone everyone who works in the industry gets along like everyone mm-hmm. well i mean there's people who don't get along but you know but if you know somebody in the industry you immediately like i know the bullshit that you've gone through yeah i have too yeah. I, there, there's so many places where we go where we just kind of like mention it and this is an industry place yeah where they can just tell that your industry from just the way you talk to them and stuff and like there's most people are so generous and like dude there's 20 percent. i can tell your industry and stuff yeah and it's like I would do the exact same for you if you came into our and it's mm-hmm. such a little like family community and I, I miss it I'm upset that they tore down the spot I miss going to Patty's after work every night I, I definitely miss the socialization mm-hmm. aspect of it I miss I miss being behind the bar I miss socializing with people yeah. you know, that's, Real. that's nutty for me it's a yeah. treat to come out here and Mm-hmm. see another human just sit and talk yeah yeah, yeah. and a human that that has a similar mindset to us mm-hmm. too because we we i try and have conversations with some people and there's always a point where i lose them and they're just For sure. like, yeah and there's there's people that can't meet people that have opposing views and take it with a grain of salt like that you have the you're entitled you can have a different viewpoint we can still keep on talking because i guarantee we have way more in common than we probably do right yeah right well Well, and even on the things that you disagree on there's probably some commonality in there if you allow the discussion to happen yeah right but if you don't allow social we had one friend and uh he immediately said, we mentioned something about Trump, and he's immediately like, I will not be your fucking friend. And I'm like, you're going to judge us that fast and throw well, away a seven-year relationship well, what I told him, I go, comment out of a different perspective? Yeah. I go, that's a very uh, Biden thing of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, he was like, you guys are right. Like, I didn't mean that. We're no. like, it's okay. We know. We, we, that's one friend we've had to help very much uh, open his perspective and and kind of start to take a step back and realize, like, not everything's so cut and dry because he's, he's one of those friends who love him to death, but he's not someone I would call to have my back in a fight because he's literally told me, no, if, if you're in a fight, I would just watch. 
and I'm like, and he also said he'd be okay with socialism too. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, you you work at a privately owned restaurant right now. Like, you realize that that wouldn't be able to exist. It wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, well, I don't necessarily want to own my own restaurant. I was like, but you like working at this privately owned one, right? Because uh-huh. that's the difference. Yeah. That's capitalism yeah. or socialism. Socialism. Yeah. The government says this is what you're gonna get. Yeah. And everything else you're gonna give back to us. See, yeah. and that's that's what's like. I love democracy and such because we can take like parts of socialism and. And make it ours, such mm-hmm. as like roads. Like I mm-hmm. gave the example of the roads, of the, the schooling, office. the post office, mm-hmm. the you know, et cetera, et cetera. But man, our politicians have really made it, or our government has made up. it in a way that it's like there. You guys are trying not to create solutions. Yeah. Well, it's the misappropriation like, of spending is the biggest part. Yeah. It's, it's them trying to launder money and well, fill if the solution do doesn't come with a huge profit, it's not a solution, and exactly. that's where the problem yeah. is because yeah. we need to have solutions that don't cost much. Mm-hmm. Because right now everything costs. It costs to have a license to fucking do everything. Yeah, and I mean, and that's absurd. which is unconstitutional in the first place. So that's another conversation. Yeah, it's almost like we've gotten ourselves into a place where we're like, we need jobs so that people can work, but you're almost creating this need for work because everything costs so much. So mm-hmm. where's the balance? Because it's off. Right. Yeah. And it's like even let's say out here on the farm, it's like retaining water. Like I got to be careful not like. God forbid I connect that rainwater collection system up to my house and save a little bit of money on mm-hmm. my fucking oh, government will come down hard toilet on shit. flushing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. God forbid that I catch water that falls. Right. You well, know? and also even having to flush the toilet instead of having compost toilets yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's like, like, hold on a second. Like, mm-hmm. who is making these dumbass rules? Because <laughs> it's like, wait, I can't build a building or like a build a covered area for without getting a permit? Yeah. What Ooh. the fuck is that? It's oh. your Land. There was yeah. a picture I saw the other day. It was a farmer, and he wanted to build a um, covered area, like a shade area for the horses during mm-hmm. the summer and stuff. And he wouldn't, couldn't get the correct zoning permits and permits, so he built a table and some chairs mm. that were about 25 feet high. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a permit I don't need for a that. Permit to build tables and chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Dining for giants. It's just so dumb, it's some of the stuff that you're like, dude, like, really? Like, huh. Our grandpa's been kind of on us a little bit about it because we're talking about getting property and wanting to build this and build that. And he's like, well, what about the permits you need and the residential zone and the zoning? And I'm like, I don't care. They can come talk to me after I've already built it. Yeah, I'll do it. And then and you can find me and I won't pay and we'll go to court and you know, life will go on. You know, and then I, we'll realize it's unconstitutional and it'll all go away. Yeah. Well, I think it's like one of the things is it's so much better just to do it and then ask for forgiveness. Like, exactly. You know? Exactly. Like yeah. I told him, I was saying, like, if I go around checking if all of these rules are okay first, I'm not going to be able to do anything. anything. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be paralyzed. Yeah. Paralysis by over analysis. I'm going to get a union yeah. job. Yeah. 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 It's just like, come on. It's just, yeah. It's nutty. It's a nutty time right now, and I hope that we'll be able to take the power back into the people. And mm-hmm. we we will. You're, we're seeing it all over the states, and unfortunately, we have a, we live in a state where it's really hard to see. But there are innumerable amount of lawsuits that are going on around the country right now, from doctors to lawyers to influencers for defamation, for crimes against humanity, for medical reasons, for constitutional reasons, for lockdowns. Businesses are, are starting to, um, lawyers are starting to serve corporations that are enforcing mask mandates and saying how they're unconstitutional and that they will well, be Well, because they can now because the emails are out. They couldn't before because there was no proof and no one would... 
exactly. allow the backing. But now that the emails are out, it's like it's it's there. Like, what are we hiding from now? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I heard that there was two options that the very top of our military were given. It was either we're going to do it completely by the books, completely legally, completely. It's going to be a slow process or it's basically it was going to basically be like a military style coup and everything was just going to be flipped like that and done. And our military and the people who are organizing all of this decided, nope, we're going to do it by the book. We're going to do it completely legally. We're going to use the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's taking a lot longer to play out. But it's all done completely by the book. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's also showing that we, the people, have the power by taking these lawsuits, by bringing us into an age of accountability and holding our politicians. Politicians are servants. They are elected to serve the people. And they are forgetting that. They think that they're our bosses and that they own us and it's like no 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 no. well we've allowed that we have allowed that and it's like no 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 we are we the people are now taking back our country and recognizing that we have the power well we're stepping back into our self-awareness too which is fucking massive especially goes back to what you were talking about with voting with your dollar Mm -hmm. yep stop supporting corporations if they don't have any money to operate they can't continue to run they have to change the practices yep Mm -hmm. Yep. Make them change. You have the power. We have the numbers. Ants was the perfect movie to symbolize that. Mm-hmm. Hopper stood up and said, what happens when one ant sticks up to us? That's fine. But what happens when they all stand up to us and he rips the thing off the grains and it smacks them all in the face and it's a tidal wave that they can't stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't care how big you are. Yeah. There's more of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. By a lot. By a, a lot. lot. <laughs> and, and the spiritual and consciousness raising that has happened over the last few years has made it impossible for them to retain any type of control anymore. Because it's contagious. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. I think that that's a big portion of what I want to, like, with the farm, I think I shared with you guys what I want to do, like a wedding space, a wedding mm-hmm. venue, uh, Airbnbs, permaculture, growing our own food, um, creating a space for my mom to be able to grow from the permaculture but with that like with the airbnbs with the weddings with the maybe it's concert venue um with the yoga and then the fitness being able to do and like training or whatever being able to show people like hey this is where food comes from this Mm -hmm. is and you can create a permaculture zone not you don't have to have a big 30 acre farm you can do it you in your backyard you, yep. I could do it on like, a quarter acre barely any yeah. like land like that little like spot over there is probably what 15 by probably 10 foot mm-hmm. and that fed me my mom and my aunt all through summer and we still are eating how long our did it take you to get it going freezer. from like beginning to I mean beef. just like a normal garden I, I, I got myself an electric rototill, so I tilled, I tilled that, uh, that one. Um, just honestly for, for speed, just mm-hmm. to get the yeah. grass out. Um, I, for the most part, try to shovel my mm-hmm. grass, and then I use that sod for elsewhere. It's a lot of work, though, admittedly. Oh, yeah. It's like heavy lifting. Yeah, um, I bet. But it's like you don't need that much, and then it starts to make me go further into like, okay, I get that maybe if we grew apple trees around in the city, you know, like instead of these decorative trees, I get that there'd be a little bit more of a mess, but people would be able to walk around and grab an apple when see when well, season. Well, and like God forbid the soil have nutrients in it. Like yeah. that's what a mess is. <laughs> yeah. God forbid the cycle of life will be let continue. Yeah. Meanwhile, like you left half your sandwich wrapped in your subway wrapper on the fucking beach. Yeah. But you're gonna be upset because there's some yeah. rotten apples Bro, in this in the walkway. So much. Dude, it's bro, unbelievable. Memorial Day yeah. weekend pisses me off. It's because, unbelievable. Bro, and it was all white claw too. I was like, there's a bunch of little pussy ass bitch boys out here <laughs> drinking and littering. I'm like, dude, like 
Yes. It'd be different if you're picking up whiskey bottles, right? Right? Like <laughs> some respect It would just be there. one whiskey bottle. Yeah. Fine, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 42 White Claw cans, yeah. half of them burnt. No matter how far out I get, I will always find human remains. And always. It's just so messed up. It and drives it's so me messed nuts. Up. And like to me, I don't understand. I did get a like, fishing pole, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah. For me, it's like, when did we, like, we could be, I saw a meme, I think, somewhere that really made me think about it. Like, we could be sitting underneath grape trees, drinking wine, having a good time, just chilling, but instead we're working our asses off like we're slaves, eating these processed- For corporations that don't fucking care about us. other people rich for no reason. Eating these processed foods, and like- when did we turn around? Like, cause we could just be chilling, yeah. all of us, and doing some Partying, real cool stuff, fun, working hanging here out, and there, yeah, community, yeah, like, working together. Like, it, some people probably won't work at all, but that's fine. Like, whatever, they, they're gonna get bored eventually. But, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, when you're when you're surrounded by community and everyone's got a part that they're interested in doing, you're naturally gonna find something that you're interested in in doing. Yeah, you know? you're gonna sit and play video games all day long, maybe. But like, then hell, we got somebody that plays video games and we can watch some entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I love watching your brother play video games. I get a kick out of it. He's yeah. I have I have like an hour and a half time limit on my video games. Like yeah. I, I, I was craving it the other day. I wanted to play some zombies on, on Call of Duty. So we went over to mom's house and I played for like an hour and a half and I was like, I can't do anymore, but that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> did we want to add anything else or did you want to hit any other topics before we No, I'm happy. Anything that was a great episode. Yeah. Do you care if people have your Instagram handle so they can follow you? I love it. I mean, like when I do come to bring the wedding and all Mm -hmm. that stuff together, it only just gets me more possible people. So what what is your Instagram handle so the the recording knows? At Kohei, K-H-O-H-A-Y, the only Kohei in the whole wide world. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, mic drop. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of fun having my name. It's kind of bad because, like, if I were ever to do like something bad, people are like, "Oh, Kohei did." Be like, oh, oh, Kohei. Oh, not this Kohei, that Kohei. Like, you know, uh, but like, it, I like it. I know I I like my name. When I was a kid, I wanted to change my name to Bart Simpson because like people would make fun of me. You know, like kids were making fun of me. A cool name. Yeah, but now that I'm older and I didn't change my name, I'm really happy I didn't. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, because names mean, like, are such an interesting thing. Uh-huh. I get people tell me I act like a Patrick all the time, and I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, I see it, I get it. Yeah, I've had I people know. be like, "Ah, oh, my dog's name's Susie." I'm like, "That's cute." Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> people are usually, did you? They're like, "Did you say no way or oh hey?" Or did you say go away? And, you know, like, they don't know what my name is. Well, I especially get. That's when you just go, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, you got it there, Chief. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I like my name. I like it. Well, good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks I'm for, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for doing, doing this. this. Thanks for letting us come down to the farm, too. Yeah. It's so relaxing out here. Well, yeah. The timing was perfect because, <laughs> yeah, all of our episodes, the last one I did, we were talking about how we're going to start talking about, like, um, healing medicines and, you Mother know, just, yeah, yeah. Re- so this will be the first one for that. So. Oh, that's really Thank cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect transition episode. If I can add any little bit, too, I mean, like, if... So my aunt created the Soma Institute and Soma has been probably the number one thing that has really pulled me initially at least on my path that I'm on. So I mean for any person I would say like your mind and your body are not two separate things. They are definitely one in the same system. And so if you can't change the body, change the mind and vice versa. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they cuz they coincide so much together and like a body, a human, is such an open book to what's actually going on inside the head, the mind, whatever you want to say. 
that if you can and you have any possible or if you're struggling with anything or if you have any way to be able to integrate your mind and your body working together whether it's through fitness whether it's through yoga whether it's through soma uh, i'll plug uh, the soma institute mm-hmm. soma neuromuscular integration or rolfing for that matter it's um you know like if you can integrate the two you have so much at least beginning stage or you have such a bigger tool than being so separate from oneself you know um so that's that's like my big 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 one i mean in in that food of course because i think with the integrated self you're gonna be mindful of what you're putting in yourself very much so because um, you start to learn the language of how your body is reacting to mm, what you're eating. When you yeah. gotta realize that if you want good things to come out, you gotta put good things in. It's the mm-hmm. same. That's the physical aspect of it with eating mm-hmm. food and exercising, input output, but also mentally what you're listening to, who you're listening to, and that you'll hear it all come out. And you'll mm-hmm. watch yourself change in those little mm-hmm. those little changes, but making sure that's all lined up and that your actions and your mentality are in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, to coincide with that, there's a book called The Bony Landmarks, and they say like pain is the noise of a body unheard um health is the whisper of a body listened to or something like Whoa. that i like that yeah wow that's beautiful <clears throat> mm-hmm. wow that's gorgeous i need to I that's need a to fantastic ending point i would say right yeah right yeah because <laughs> there's definitely pains in my body and i've noticed it because i'll get restless legs at night and i notice that it's like if i don't stretch for a couple days mm-hmm. and i don't really do a lot of walking or a lot of movement that i'll be laying in bed and my legs are like move me move me mm-hmm. and i got her one of the massage guns for christmas and so yeah that, that helps that definitely allows my legs to at least loosen up a little bit but then the next day i'm like all right back on my habits back on my stretching and yeah, my yeah. And yep. well, and when, when you hurt your back we were doing the research finding out that like you know when you relate your sciatic nerve to the core of yourself like that's essentially your roots yeah. so you were questioning your roots you were questioning yourself yep. and it's like your body was directly representing that to you like to your mind is doing this so mm-hmm. now your body is doing this yeah. and it was a crazy thing to see well, that's where I, I first learned of that same thing uh, in the Soma Institute of recognizing that like there's almost like little areas in your body if you're so when I work on clients their feet or something oftentimes they'd always talk with me about like uh, birth or their mm-hmm. their childhood like the beginning stages oh, of their wow. and there's different parts in their bo- in individuals bodies across the board like um just bringing up memories mm-hmm. and yeah well, it's almost with the feet too the feet are so connected to the rest of our body mm-hmm. and it's almost as if we store emotions in specific areas in our body like mm-hmm. our communication uh, how we communicate is through our facial gestures our talk our look our hand gestures everything up above right and for me when I was uh, really having weaknesses with my communication all of my injuries only came in my shoulder my clavicle my AC joint my oh, wow. my head injuries broken noses mm-hmm. never an injury lower you know uh so it's like you you can see these coinciding points of the body and how it corresponds with what's actually going on in their brain so that's what i'm saying is like an integrated mind and an integrated body is a huge first step in being able to at least start to hear that whisper of Mm -hmm. the body talking with you before it becomes a big noise yeah um yeah so those those are some of those are those are big learning curves for me in the past
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all get a lot of value out of this episode. And don't forget to go follow Kohei on Instagram. I will also include the website for Soma Neuromuscular Integration. All of the details will be in the episode notes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out the merch that we have up on the store for y'all. I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Have a wonderful week and we will talk to you soon. Woo! <laughs>